we've been waiting in line 45 <laughs> minutes and this dude just walks by with the only pepperoni pizza left in the stadium and i could have been sitting in my seat <laughs> waiting for this guy to hand deliver me a pizza that doesn't exist in this 40 minute line Yo, but everyone in line turned around and this dude was like fuck you <laughs> we were so and then he was like what like if you want pepperoni they ran out and then no one in line knew they had run out of pepperoni yet. yeah and no so everyone knew. in line goes from the, the fuck you to the pizza guy that's roaming to the front cashier we're like you don't have pepperoni he's like yeah we ran out of pepperoni a while ago <laughs> welcome to the ketchup introducing your hosts eli aruth editor and jeffrey kutnick ceo and apparently the only guy who takes this podcast seriously of the craziest, most bestest, news-breaking, food-porn-peddling, viral website on the dot-coms. It's crazy when your future is decided by an algorithm. Dude, this pizza is fucking crazy! There's not one person in this entire world that believes you. Alright, and welcome to the catch-up. <laughs> Yo, welcome back to the catch up, guys. Woo woo. Woo woo. And we, we're going to jump right into it because we had so much fun a few episodes ago where we got high and went to medieval times. Guys, if you haven't listened to the episode where we got high and went to medieval times and it was probably one of my favorite nights of my life. Yeah, it was lit. It was, it was awesome. It was super cool. And as much as I love producer Izzy and I love my friend and co-founder Eli, if I would to have put bets on how legendary that night would be before I got high and went, I don't think I would have bet that much. Yo, a few of you guys were like, yo, y'all went to medieval times and got high after listening to that episode. So that's cool. If you do that again, (laughs) and if you want to hear more of this style episode, wherever you leave reviews for however you listen to the podcast, if it's on iTunes or wherever, iTunes is awesome. That's where I listen to. Leave a review and just say like, get high more. Just just say that and then we'll, we'll take the message. So we brought back on, Izzy's in the room every week, but this week he's in front of the camera. How's it going, everybody? What's up? There's his voice. There's camera his voice. and microphone. And so... Izzy, Izzy Roca. Izzy is our, usually our control for these segments where we get high and we go to a fun, nostalgic place. And so the first time we went to Medieval Times, and now we're back going to an Angels baseball game. Yeah, and I think the cool thing about, uh, I mean, we went to a local baseball game, but I think been to enough baseball stadiums that Angel Stadium, while all the food won't be exactly similar to ballparks around the country it's like representative of a ballpark a national uh base or sorry a mlb ballpark um in your area um and so i think that's that's what i was excited about was not necessarily we're going to like the angels but we're going to a ballpark and let's try to eat through this thing and i think that's an experience no matter where you are in the country Um, i'm assuming most of our listeners are at least an hour or less away drive time if not 10 minutes away from a ballpark yeah and before we bore them to death our listeners uh what i would like what i would like to establish is that like don't worry i don't like baseball either so uh and like and i know izzy and and jeff have an affinity towards baseball they both kind of grew up they both either played it and we'll get into and then they follow it and watch it with their families i did not my dad took me to one baseball game growing up it was the angels and i have an affinity towards the angels because like it's probably one of the dopest 
sports franchises in the world like tied to damn both y'all look at me super fucking well, okay but. well i think the reason why you say that is because it's one of the most iconic and nostalgic baseball movies of all time angels in the outfield correct you're talking about uh gordon levitt sure right who's like 10 yeah. years old flapping his wings in the stands yeah you got the guy from back to the future because i don't remember his name <laughs> yeah no you're talking yeah, about the that. doc is the yeah. is the angel like and again there's only so many sports movies that get made but are you telling me like the two teams that anaheim california has the mighty ducks and the angels get big time yep. kids movies it's sick like that, Disney. That, that, yeah, I mean, and it's Disney, and obviously it's Disney related, but but man, I, like for people who, if you're a kid, you don't care who it's affiliated to. There's just a movie that relates to me getting produced, and it's about a team. Yeah. Like that's actually, I think it's pretty rare because nowadays, I don't know if you'd make a movie about a national team because people would be like, uh, "F that team, I'm not gonna go watch this movie." There's like a bias to yeah. it. So I don't even know why Angels worked so perfect in that moment, but it did, and and that was my connection to it. And I think it's because I like movies growing up. My dad took me to like one baseball game, and instead we went to basketball. So in general, I, I barely believe baseball is a sport. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. So we're ha I'm happy to talk about it, but it's it's rough out there, guys. This the most leisurely sport out there but i'm not saying i don't like it i'm just saying it's barely not a sport well so. let's let's just go straight into that because i think izzy and i well i think i'm going to take the middle ground i'm i'm assuming that's where i'm going to stand is because is you were brought up with baseball what what was your background kind of growing up and and tell more about like the passion behind dodgers and baseball in general um played some little league of course and played ball played catch throughout all my life of course uh since i was five my pops took me to my first dodger game so i've been watching dodger games forever listening to vince scully listening to jaime harin in spanish it's just like part of part of my being like that's what i grew up with mm. um, it's in the fabric of your family and i think yeah. it's in the fabric of your family to the point that eli and i have seen it outside of food like outside of food beast beyond you being passionate about baseball and covering new uh new menu items available at stadiums it's like when we meet your family members it, Do dodgers is the thematic that comes up more often than not yeah so there yeah so i think on the other side of eli's coin you know is is going to be i mean i would say you like the dodgers more than any other professional sports team that you follow yeah for sure okay and i think i sit in the middle because i grew up with baseball i i like baseball i am a dodger fan as, as izzy knows but on on top of that um i just have a lot of respect for the game and um i think it's one of the craziest sports because your reaction time to stimuli that you it, it just has to it's crazy mm. it's I mean, a different type of athleticism yeah it's a different type of hand-eye coordination that you need it's a different type of stress because for the most part and we, we'll just get into this man is get into it is man. like guys in the field of baseball that nine out of ten seconds they are standing still <laughs> which is which is funny because they are but then they have to be able, like the batter in the batting box who's standing mostly still, 
But nine the, out of ten seconds has to respond to a an hundred and two mile an hour fastball that potentially could hit him in the face, and and th- and on top of that, he has to be able to hit that fastball and then be able to react to run like a five second. 90 second dash down the line to be able to have an attempt to make progress in this game. Okay, so we didn't explain how we got into this baseball game, but (laughs) I just want to jump there. We'll jump back because at one point last night during the game, I don't know what inning it was, probably like the 400th inning. I'm sitting, I look over at Jeff. I was like, the game is happening right now, right? Like it's actually in play. (laughs) And he goes, yeah, yeah, this is hype right now. I look and I look out the field. I was like, tell me, there's not one person on the field that's moving, like not even an inch. There were 11 players on the field. They hadn't moved. But it was actually in play. I was like, well, sport, I could do this. <laughs> like right now, I could switch places with any of them. I, I am more apt for injury where I'm standing than they are on the field. We're at that moment for them. Chess is hard. I, respe- I, don't respect, I, don't, I respect chess players as much as I respect baseball players like for their uh, mental athleticism. Because a lot of what you're saying is like a mental athleticism as well. Like, yes, you have to be able to suddenly perk up and and sprint 100 miles an hour. But like any sport where it's like aggressively appropriate to actually have a hot dog on the bench or potentially <laughs> on the field, like, son, that's a leisurely activity do at you, most. Do you say the same thing about football where 35 seconds, they're just there looking at each other, trying to see what the play or what the defenders are doing? and then they snap the ball and it's 20 seconds of action and then again they huddle up they're just talking and then line up hey man i'm 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 not gonna die on a cross for football either <laughs> I, don't, I don't really fuck with football like that either so I, I listen i think football is more a sport than baseball if i have to start picking sides here but like i don't i don't like agree with football generally as a sport there but uh, I and listen. I, I believe baseball has a crazy cool value as like a live action Pokemon, or like oh, a, some turn based RPG. <laughs> it's basically an RPG, okay. right? Give me the argument for RPG because I thought when you mentioned that yesterday that it was actually pretty brilliant. So um, thank you, Jeff. I didn't um, understand <laughs> what the hell you were saying. Okay, have you played like a role playing game on like a video game or? Hey, even- what's an example of? Uh, Pokemon is essentially a role-playing game where you two characters fight against each other or two teams fight against each other, but you take turns doing so. So like in football, it's happening at the same time. Both teams attack. One is defensive, one's offensive at the same time. In baseball, someone, you, you're, a, you're strategically putting certain people up to bat that have different uh, elements, different HP levels, and they have to do that. And then you also put a different pitcher in, right? I'm understanding in baseball, like there's a pitcher, I just learned this yesterday, he's like the closer, which was fucking weird to see. <laughs> like the ninth <laughs> inning, they throw like a really funny, really aggressively Game of Thronesy entrance to the guy who hasn't pitched all game, but his arm is apparently like sitting in ice and being rehabbed all day and ready to come out to destroy the opposing team and he's the closer. He pitches. Is that right? He pitch, yeah. So the closer pitches one inning, typically, and it's that he's there to close the game. He's usually pitching high nineties, if not like triple digit yeah. heat fastball. Um, and what was? And I've been to. I've probably been to forty baseball games in my life. I had never seen a closer multimedia video display <laughs> across. 
eight screens in the stadium Bro, filled like- <laughs> filled with galloping white horses, falling rose petals, streaking lightning. Like this was definitely the that's okay. definitely not typical. Let's, I definitely want yeah, to mention to let's you. Let's make this Eli. clear that that that's not every team. This is specific <laughs> to the Angels. The dude comes out literally to the Undertaker's <laughs> entrance music, and every time he gets an out, they do the Undertaker gong sound, and it's insane. There was like some dude in a tuxedo wearing a horse head. Like I don't know. I have no idea what that means, but. I guess it's an angels thing. I don't know, but that was weird. Yeah. So, I mean, there was definitely decent entertainment value there, but I think to your point is when I, when I think of RPG games, I think of, I have a character that I'm like either building up and facing either a boss or facing another person. And I think that analogy, especially when you start thinking about all the tools, analysis stats that are, can kind of be overlaid on screen in a baseball game in a similar way of like, who do I use for this RPG moment? Like, do I switch this guy out to go with this other person because he's faster Yeah. versus this guy's stronger? And that's absolutely baseball. I mean, when you're talking about the first hitter in your lineup typically has speed and typically can get on base. So these are, so these are like skill sets that a manager of a team is presenting his guys in a particular order and switching those guys in particular order to have a better outcome for his team. So the RPG stuff, like I actually really resonate with what you're saying. Yeah, for everyone who's playing Pokemon at home, right? Like you have one team against the next. Like you have your Pikachu and he might battle uh, a Squirtle, right? Like, oh, if that shit don't work, then you swap out the the Pikachu for, uh, I don't know, Bulbasaur. Like you, you swap it out. So I was like, Damn, am I just approaching? Because I haven't liked baseball in years. So I'm like, am I just like going into these things thinking it's a sport? But really, if I come in like, yo, this is like some live action role playing games. This is like LARPing on like the highest level. Right? This is, I don't fucking know. Like the next. I've never heard anyone compare a pitching staff to a Pokemon battle. I know, but like if you but think about so it. But no, I'm not saying you're wrong. I it's, I think that aspect of it is, is pretty interesting. And then when I was like, oh shit, like I'm trying to remember baseball players that I remember. Who was that really tall dude? Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson. Like really tall pitcher, right? Yeah. Incredible left, pitcher. Left hand through through 104. That's incredible. I was like, yo, yeah. this tight. Like I get. And, I, it, was, and it was sidearm. Yeah, I like remember he, that. Like, he had this crazy sidearm And pitching. he destroyed a bird that flew by. <laughs> oh, yeah, he oh, killed a bird. Have you seen that? Live, yeah, I have live seen that. at a game. <laughs> so that's hype, right? But, like, I haven't I haven't followed that. And baseball is going on all freaking year. Like, it's it always is interrupting the sports that I actually want to watch. Like, it's taking over. That's not... But, so we step all the way back, because this is going to be, be a through line that I don't like baseball. Uh <laughs> So we decided to get high, we and, high and go eat through a baseball game. So I, to get high, I wanted to try these things that have been sitting in my cupboard for four months called fruit poofs. And <laughs> it's a it's a take on fruit loops, but they're medicated and they're from a brand called Weedos. And on the front, it just says wake and bake. And then because I guess you're supposed to eat these for breakfast. The whole bag is 150 milligrams. Oh, God, of that's THC. so scary. But what's hard about them is I usually <laughs> like about 10 milligrams uh, of THC when I eat them. And this isn't 
you basically have to take spoonfuls of this or put some into your hand. So I did two full handfuls of this. So I had to guess it's about 30 to 40 milligrams what I ate. And to preface, like I, I know a lot of people might go to baseball games high because what other fun could there be? <laughs> uh, so I know that's not like particularly new, but Jeff and I don't like smoke or drink. Or, so we don't smoke or uh, eat edibles that often. That often so yeah. like it really does hit us in a, in a very different way. So... Uh, kind of found us some new fun. So Jeff, what did you have? Well, before we in? go into what I had, you mentioned that you had that for four months, and <laughs> what did it taste stale? Because I'm because I'm curious about if like I'm assuming THC products. Uh, like if a cereal was four months old, it's actually probably fine. If you got your cereal from your grocery store, it'll probably last what like eight to twelve months if the bag sealed bag wasn't open yeah but we have edible products in the office that seem like they should be fully like airtight sealed and they're not like the marshmallows we have yeah and they're not they're in a box they're in a covered box but it's not airtight and so that's that made me wonder like when you said it was four months old i mean one did they taste like fruit loops because they're obviously trying to spin off that but then on top of that like did it taste good, like as a snack? Yo, 100% these are Fruit Loops <laughs> that have just been like sprinkled with medication on top. Like 100%. Because I don't, I can't see this company like going through the process of make, like buying the machine that creates these Fruit Loops. Dude, right? that's terrifying. You know what I mean though? Like that makes sense, right? They're, they're de- like, the <laughs> Weedos, the company, is definitely not like creating Fruit Loops from scratch to then medicate. I don't. I, I think the margins on their weed is too high for them to like waste the time figuring out the Fruit Loop part. So yes, they were a little stale, but uh, I ate them anyway, and I'm gonna eat some now. But how many? How many is each one? Uh, so <laughs> I wish I could tell you what each individual loop was, but the so, whole bag is 150 milligrams. So you kind of have to eyeball the eat. Bro, that's a guessing game that you're eating right <laughs> yeah. now. Guessing game. That's what. And that. And I'm. So before we went to the baseball stadium. Eli was like, yo, do you want these mango gummies or do you want fruit poofs? And now that he told me the scenario of fruit poofs, that it's 150 milligrams in this kind of small bag, like I, without, I think I would end up counting the poofs. Like, no joke, because I wouldn't feel comfortable like just pour taking them out a handful. And then, like, so you would divide it by 150 I, and just try to figure out if I that think I would have sense. to to feel comfortable because theoretically or i might take three and then wait (laughs) but wait the waiting game is so crazy for me with the thc because like every time i have five milligrams like an hour in i'm like i'm nice but should i keep going yeah and for the most part i never need to keep going because if i keep waiting hour two and hour three is when i get hit the most but i still feel it in hour one and so i'm like oh should i extend the amount of time but yeah, with fruit poofs, I, I don't know, man. Like having all of it would have been tough for me specifically. That's why I picked these and gave you those. Yeah, I appreciate that because I figured you would give the noob, which is me, like something easier to understand. So I had the I had Canha cannabis infused indica mango gummies by a company called Sunderstorm. So ten separate ten milligram gummies. Uh, I ate a ten milligram mango half of a 10 milligram mango gummy uh and it was heavy candy on the front and actually pretty crazy cannabis 
taste on the back yeah. like more more than normal that i've had um which was fine which was fine because i know what i'm getting into but it actually was pretty pretty pronounced i actually like the cannabis taste on the back end of stuff because it just reminds me that like yo you're fucking eating some you're eating this you're eating yeah. cannabis it's almost like a reminder like when booze tastes too sweet and like you don't even taste the booze like the more refined drinkers are starting to like you want you want to taste the tequila a little bit sure you want to taste the gin a little bit you don't like want it to be completely masked kind of it kind of roots it and grounds it for you and the whole thing what about you is <laughs> i think that's kind of like stuff like that is scary like your fruit poos because in my head i'm used to eating a bowl of fruit loops and like mm. you're giving me a bag and telling me if i eat a bowl of fruit loops i will not be able to move because you can only take like a handful like that's kind of like a mind fuck because like you're used to eating these snacks at a certain amount like if it's a cookie and i'm used to popping in two or three cookies but you're telling me it has a certain amount of thc in it and i can only have one one i'm pissed that i can only have one without like destroying my mind or whatever the fuck but yeah that, i think that's one aspect that's like I feel like there's an adjustment to that to eating less of a snack than you're used to that's that's definitely the tempting thing for me is because again i like on these canha gummies i liked the flavor mm -hmm. and i'm literally taking one piece of candy the size of a nickel and then i'm eating half of it and putting the other half in my pocket and that's it that's what and weed companies have to work on in the coming years is just, and, and they are working on it. Some of them are getting really good at it, but the idea of having a Fruit Loops bag that is entirely 150 milligrams is not like a sessionable cereal anymore. And so like people are getting closer where you can actually start eating an entire candy bar that's 10 milligrams. What that does is it makes like everyday users a little bit more happy because they like concession something, but it makes the old school users that like think they're getting ripped off when sure. they spend right yeah. because they a lot of people genuinely take it for medicine so like they don't want to eat a whole fucking candy bar to be able to <laughs> feel the pain or go away for them instead they actually like if they can get a nibble of it and like that's their 20 milligrams that's where it was designed first this whole new wave of like trying to session cannabis is new and i think they're just trying to figure out how to catch up to it this weedos is old as like an older mentality the, gu the gummies that jeff ate's a little bit closer sure. but i think the move is going to be when you can eat an entire pack of Skittles that's medicated and that's only 10 milligrams. Yeah. Because then you're just like, cool, I'm, I ate the amount of Skittles I, a normal person eats and I'm a normal amount of high and not dead. Yeah, because theoretically, I would have loved to potentially, in my head, have a full bag of popcorn while I'm eating the game. Yeah. And like, that's my snack before I go eat, like, dinner or the rest of the food but if the popcorn but was like the, five milligrams the whole for, way for through, the whole bag mm. that'd be fucking amazing yeah i'd be all i'd be all over that and if it was you know because a lot of the contemporary cannabis packaging like even if you have it in your backpack it just looks like gummies like unless they're unless they're specifically reading like oh it has thc in it but if i had a just normal looking bag of medicated popcorn and i could eat and i'm not talking like a small bag i'm talking about like kind of a kettle corn bag i would i would love that because because again it's as long as it was five milligrams for the whole bag or 10 milligrams for the whole bag then i could session it and feel pretty good about it yeah izzy what um 
were you excited to go to this game? Because I know you're a Dodgers fan. Here we are going to an Angels game. I wasn't super stoked to go watch an Angels game, but I love baseball in general. So, I mean, it was a good game. We took Ethan with us, and he was stoked. He's an Angel fan. Yeah. But just the pure aspect of watching a baseball game is fun for me. Um, I mean, I love the Dodgers, but it's nice seeing watching another game. It's I'm okay with it. I don't necessarily love watching the Angels, but there was some former Dodgers on the field, so that was nice. That was a good. So, so I you you mentioned Ethan, our office manager and friend. He came along with us. He was the second control, and he just loves the Angels. So yeah. it felt weird not bringing Ethan along. He was a terrible control, by the way, because we did not use napkins the whole time because he forgot to get us our napkins. <laughs> Yo, dude, you're not high either. Why is it all on <laughs> Ethan? <laughs> that's not what control. It doesn't, control doesn't control mean doesn't personal mean, assistant. Yeah. It just means someone that's not high. <laughs> Although it was pretty funny though because I would look at him like where we should be going A because he knows the stadium better yeah. than I do and B he's not high and I'd end up making these decisions about where we were going and I was like Ethan I literally there was a t- there was a moment where we were separated from you guys and I gr- put my hands on his shoulders and I said Ethan <laughs> you are not the high one you need to make organizational decisions about if we're going to the seats where those seats are i will just keep walking through these halls and you'll never watch the game and then i got anxious about it because i was realizing because i didn't care if we were actually watching the game i was having such a good time roaming for food and being carefree that i was like oh shit am i negatively affecting Ethan's experience because he's here to fucking watch his team play and we're in, the, we're in like the aisles of the food area for 45 minutes at a time multiple innings at a time bruh it for, okay, let's let's talk about coming in the stadium so we both consume our edibles we both we, yeah. we uber there I uber there and jet yeah we both uber there and then we go through security bro security kind of lacks Security kind of, so they they like wait they you go through a metal detector and and I was the only one actually who got through just fine. I have nothing to hide. All three of you guys got stopped. They're like beep, and then they like scan you guys for metal. After you go through the machine, they still hear the metal and they're like ah, whatever, go through. <laughs> what the fuck? I was like, well, I, I know you guys, but I think it was. I mean, we all have belt buckles on. You know, the security seemed seemed fine, but you know, we again if I think they bag check. But if you don't yeah. have, if you just have edibles in your pocket, like, no problem with bringing anything in, I think, from mm-hmm. what we experience. And again, I think that depends on your stadium. But if you're not bringing a bag in and have something in your pockets, I was like, oh, I don't even have to think about it. Versus when I'm going to the airport or, like, you know, I think yeah, about I'm nervous. it. nervous. Yeah, I think about it. Like, I... I'm like, oh, does this packaging look like this? Or should I put this in my packed bag? Or where am I going? Because am I te- technically am I traffic trafficking drugs across the state line? Like I think about that stuff. I was actually it, it helped to know that at least when I w- the security line that we went through at the stadium, they were they were looking for weapons and knives and whatever, but they weren't they weren't actively searching for anything drug related not for fruit poofs 
<laughs> so we get in, we're immediately hungry, and I think Izzy had made reservations. At, what's the place we ate at? It was a uh, the St. Archer restaurant inside inside the stadium. Yeah, so the brewery and like full restaurant, which actually had a pretty decent setup because I thought it was rad. They said inside, outside, and we were like outside. One because I know if Eli doesn't sit outside when there isn't outside, like he has a problem with that. But two, I know that the outside because I've eaten there before. Like you can, it's a great seat. Dude, it's like four rows of where normal seats would be where you would watch the game and they've converted them into tables yeah. and really cool seating situations. So like, you're kind of silly if you don't sit outside at that. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I came I to watch an Angels cool game yeah. and like, and I want to eat. Why not do both? And what a perfect setting. So the, I'll give that place a, I'll give it a 10 out of 10 on location sure. and seating. The food was interesting. So we sat down. We started ordering through. Uh, none of the entrees were interesting, so we just didn't order. We, I think we may have ended up getting with ribs on the entree. No, there was all appetizer stuff. Okay, yeah, so. Like the sticky ribs. That was that was also a... No, that wasn't an entree, right? That was like a... No, yeah. It was, okay. it was sticky ribs. It was Kung Pao drumettes, and it was pastor nachos that we ordered, plus a, f- a few beers uh well because did you drink a beer no not there ethan not did. there ethan, ethan drank did. a beer and i was like i want to i want to feel my high exactly that's why i didn't drink a beer there either so i so i looked when the three dishes hit i'm like yo these nachos look kind of whack so <laughs> but they're pastor nachos it's like they look very clean when i when i see nachos bro i like them to be aggressively overtopped I like, like messy messy yeah, these are kind of fancy looking nachos fancy nachos like man what did we get into Fan- nachos shouldn't be fancy I had the first bite of chip fantastic yeah, it's like a queso <laughs> and then the pastor was was fantastic so I love that then we get in we had the chicken drumettes that was the before second before you go to the chicken drumettes the, the nachos were good the pastor was actually better than I thought it would be for Stadium Pastor. Yeah, I thought it was good. It just wasn't enough. Like I wanted, yeah, I wanted more Pastor and more stuff on top. They were but pretty it was, stingy with the Pastor. Yeah, I think. The, yeah. Because I remember a specific chip moment where I was like, "There's three pieces of Pastor left, and there's fucking fifteen chips. If I take a piece of Pastor." It feels like a, there's only two pieces left for a third of the dish. We were like rationing the pastor <laughs> yeah. to make sure that we all get some. Yeah, and so you know, but the, overall the taste was good. I like I like the t- I like the taste of everything. Yeah, the taste was like an eight or nine out of ten on that nachos, but like the overall nacho dish was it fell flat mainly because yeah there wasn't enough of stuff yeah. on it. And I don't remember the price, but it was like a double. It was like price. fifteen bucks. Yeah, yeah, bro. Nachos, like they need to. You need to come heavy and it, with the nachos. And I think one of the reasons we went to, and again, this at this stadium, it was the Saint Archer, whatever. But every stadium will have like a club level, like you sit down view of the stadium, and yeah, we all know hot dogs are expensive at the stadium, so anything sit down food is still going to be like decently priced. I found that to be for like the location. Everything for the most part was like fifteen to twenty bucks. I mean, I I still like that as an idea of getting a separate location and going somewhere before you sit down at your seat. Question: How do we? How does someone book that? Like, can anyone? Can anyone, regardless of your ticket, purchase time at that restaurant? That's the one thing that I I wanted to ask one of the ushers. I don't know if you have to be in club level to get to that level, but I would assume if you tell them well, we got reservations that they'll probably like be like, okay, 
Because, I mean, to make the actual reservation, I just went to open table and there was like a five o'clock and a seven o'clock slot open. So I chose the seven o'clock and made the reservations. It didn't ask like if I had tick, even if I had tickets to the game, it just. And a lot of, and a lot of these uh, club levels, it's easier to get around when you have tickets at the club level, because even us, we were stopped and asked for tickets before we even got to the restaurant, or at least I was on my side. And so I think it's, we got club level tickets to kind of be safe, but I'm imagining if you have tickets and an open table reservation for the restaurant that they might let you in too. Also before our listeners think we're bougie getting club level tickets, they were like $10 tickets at Angel Stadium for club level, which is kind of nuts considering Dodger Stadium club level tickets would probably triple digits. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. It's at least a hundred bucks at Dodger Stadium. But I think that you, for a casual baseball person or someone who doesn't like baseball, that's the dopest place to sit. Because yeah. you, you don't have to go fucking wait in line for food. You don't have oh, to go yeah. do anything. Like, it comes to you. You have a waitress or waiter that brings the food that's above average. Let's I'll give it to him. It's, it's above, above average. average yeah. Right? Yeah. And it comes to you. You don't have to wait in line for beer. You need a piss. You you have a pl- like you can leave <laughs> your food out on the table, go to the bathroom and come back. Yeah. Like it was baller. I actually did not. I forgot that we actually had seats. I was like, we could, <laughs> if we weren't gonna just go roam the rest of the stadium for more food, we could have sat there for for real. Yeah, and I, I would have been a happy camp. I think that's a really cool experience because like we didn't get any preferential like food beast treatment. They didn't know we were there for us, like whatever. Like we were just there. We made the reservations. We went in and like had a good time. Ate, watched the game from there. Yeah. Um, I've heard that people like actually just chill there for like almost the whole game and just drink beers and watch the game from there yeah so I that's mean, like I, I i guess you guys could tell me that is that like an ideal viewing of the field probably not right it's a little far away i mean the thing with baseball is the field's so big that you know it kind of just depends you know if you want to be closer to a hitter or you want to be in foul ball territory because there's that level of ex- kind of excitement then you know like any other sport being closer is typically a bit better i think this was club level on the right field side so you're kind of in the outfield um away from a decent amount of the action but again the field is big so the outfield is half more than half the stadium so i'd say they're decent seats because you're on the lower you're on the club and lower level um overall yo i just got confirmation from our twitch stream that anyone can make reservations at st archer regardless oh, nice. of your ticket so if you get a ticket and you're like not happy with it yo go to the go to that restaurant and get a beautiful view and get waited on like the prices of the food in that restaurant are on par if not slightly better than what's around the stadium actually that you have to wait for if we learn one thing actually that's pretty freaking tight that's a good way to at least experience angel stadium we we can't confirm that at other stadiums right now but that's that's a, that's a nice hack there that's super tight so the rest of the food came out chicken drumettes awesome i like those yeah the trick the drumettes were good um you know, we did end up sending something back. The ribs were, like, really salty. Yeah. But I think overall, like, if you want elevated food and you're trying to not just eat hot dogs and peanuts, like, that was the route at that stadium. Yeah. And there's other stadiums with better options for sure. <clears throat> but I think the affordability, the 10 to $20 price point, $10 beards-ish, you know, you can... We got out of there spending... 60 to 80 dollars a person for the experience for the whole thing for the whole thing per person yeah and and that's 
and that's pretty awesome you know and it was especially awesome and the food was especially good when we were high yeah <laughs> and just just as a point we don't normally send food back but those ribs were awful the, the, and she knew the, the waitress came back and we're like like at first I am very sensitive to salt. Like a little, I'm a little punk. So I like had one rib, and I looked at you guys, and I was like, "I don't want to be that dude that like doesn't put a lot of salt in his cooking." He's like, "Is this salty?" And then like Jeff's like taking it out of his mouth, like disgusted. And then like then my tongue and I starts, love salt. Yeah, and my tongue starts to burn. I'm like, "Yo, yo but I, I love sharp. salt." It was this so was... salty that when I had a bite of the ribs and then tried to eat the wings, the wings tasted salty. <laughs> Because I said you I had, had so much salt in my you had mouth residue, still. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? Shit's so salty. Like you gotta look for like water or a fruit or something to wash. I was washing it back with nachos. <laughs> the nachos were the equalizer on that. You shit. were washing it back with salted chips, with a salty crema, with salted pastor, and thinking, "Thank God I have this to wipe the salt out of my mouth." Never in my life did I think salted pastor meat would be my equalizer to fucking something that's i was sucking the queso out of the bottom of that dish towards the end it was it was insane so we we ended up we ended up getting up from that restaurant we thought all right cool view is cool but we can't get enamored with this place for too long there's only a hundred more innings and we need to eat (laughs) more food so where do we go next didn't we just oh my god so i so we got hot dogs Oh, yeah. But and then we get pizza. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, but this pizza. process was like, it felt like forever for us <laughs> to do. Like, we walk out. We're like, all right. We, like, look for a line. We do a lap around. We end up, we spot an OG's pizza, which had the craziest line, which OG's is a local Southern California pizza and bar restaurant. It was like an after's ice cream hype line. I was like, why is this so long right now? I don't have the heart to break it to you, Izzy, because I've been to OG's before and it's very, I actually really enjoy OG's pizza and salad and the experience at their restaurants, but I'm like, I don't know how that experience is going to be here. I don't know why the line is 40 people deep for either a pepperoni or a cheese pizza option. So we wait. Me and you wait. Jeff and uh, Ethan go on their own journey to find something else. They end up getting hot dogs. But you and I are in line for like fucking what? It, it, genuinely, like 40 yeah, minutes? Yeah, it felt pretty long. I, I feel like it was at, at least 30 minutes. We, and we and Ethan and I were in line with you guys, and we had we had separate conversations about multiple topics before we left you guys in line. So that's where I think the timing was definitely something like 30 to 40 minutes because we spent 10 to 15 minutes with you guys in it. Dude, it was... Oh, yeah, thanks. Uh, Pete's throwing up some pictures for people forgetting the visual aspect for those watching on Twitch. But so when we were waiting in line, that... I was starting to wonder, like, why? What's going on? Why is this taking so long? Like, oh, are they running out of pizza? And they run out of pepperoni, and that's all you wanted. Oh my god! We're like five people away. Like they didn't say anything until we got to the front, and they were like, "No more cheese." I mean, uh, no more pepperoni. All we got is cheese. I was like, "What?" I was like, "Fuck!" And then, are you a pizza place serving pizza at the game with two (laughs) fucking menu items? You don't have how do you how do you run out? And it's not like a little stall. Like this is a full blown like pizza repository that should have everything and it was like the fourth inning how do you run out of pepperoni in the fourth inning it wasn't like they're winding down in the ninth 
Every vendor was like Angels versus the Reds. No one's coming. Oh uh, yeah. Let's staff it Maybe with three people. But that, that makes sense. It doesn't. Make, but it doesn't make sense though. When you're a pizza place at Angel Stadium and you're and you have two menu options. But you, you know what we keep figured pepperoni out? Pepperoni in the back. Like what? <laughs> that, that's a processed food product that lasts for a year. <laughs> what do you mean you just don't have it? That is that's reprehensible. <laughs> you know what happened when we got to the front of the line though? You know how they like they go up and down the aisles and sell pizza. Some dude with like one box of pepperoni OGs passes by and he goes, "Pizza here, pizza, pepperoni pizza." And I was like, "We've been waiting in line forty five <laughs> minutes, and this dude just walks by with the only pepperoni pizza left in the stadium." And I could have been sitting in my seat <laughs> waiting for this guy to hand deliver me a pizza that doesn't exist in this forty minute line. Yo, but everyone in line turned around and this dude was like. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> we were so... Pe- and then he was like, what? Like, if you want pepperoni, they ran out. And then no one in line knew they had run out of pepperoni yet. Yeah, no so one everyone knew. in line goes from the, the fuck you to the pizza guy that's roaming to the front cashier. We're like, you don't have pepperoni? He's like, yeah, we ran out of pepperoni a while ago. <laughs> what, what the fuck? Put up a sign. And then the worst part about it is the dude that's like going up and down the aisles that came by with the pizza, he has one pepperoni left. But he's like holding the box and shaking it around. <laughs> like, I want pepperoni left. Like, no, you fucking don't. You have dough that's on top of a box and cheese that's spread everywhere. And the few stray pepperonis that are left in this stadium are fucking crushed up now. What are you doing? Yeah, he got pretty wild the way he was moving that, that yeah. pizza box. So we got some cheese pizza. And, this <laughs> yeah. and, so, and, and while you guys are getting cheese pizza, there's, there's a place on the ground floor that does these... And I think most ballparks have this now where they have an area that like most concession areas are serving hot dogs and you can put the ketchup, mustard, onions, whatever on it. But most most stadiums now have places where they kind of have these upgraded dogs where they have certain thematics. They offer certain premium ingredients. So we got... Uh, well, Ethan customized his dog with mac and cheese and bacon and stuff like that. Okay. And then I got, which looked really good. And then I got Izzy and I pastrami dogs. So that was. That was nice. It was it was good. It was, you know, it was a greasy pastrami, like top, topped with like Dijon mustard, uh, fried onions and stuff like that. But, you know, the, I think mo- I've been to probably like 12 different stadiums. And most places, I think, have this version because they just add premium ingredients to the same shit that they're already selling. And it's, I don't know. I think it's worth it. It's, you know, 12 bucks or whatever for a hot dog, but you're going to pay eight for a plain one. Anyway, I tend, I paid, we paid like 12 bucks a pizza for cardboard. So (laughs) fucking that hot dog looked amazing. Like, and I didn't realize that when we got to our seats, you had your hot dogs, we had the pizza and I'm sitting down, I unfolded it because I forgot what an OG's pizza looked like. And I was like, at least look the same. Nah, and <laughs> so I open it up I put it on my lap trying to take a picture it's already hard enough because it's like dark out and shit and I'm high and I was like damn okay I'm starving at this point because whatever we ate at the restaurant before just or my stomach has eradicated it and we're good and I eat one bite and I'm like yo this is euphoric man it's a really nice piece of pizza 
and in my bite too I'm like this is trash pizza <laughs> wait wait how did you have such a I don't so I think a I, contrast in what you were experiencing I think my mind was just so ready to want pizza and there's just uh, like and I, a couple people on Instagram brought up that really fun uh, kind of line that people throw around like no pizza's bad pizza sure sure and uh, like I generally agree but like then I really started thinking about is it, like why can't there be a bad pizza like things can taste bad it could just be not what you expected and not live up to other other pizza that is good as a baseline and i was like fuck i actually i don't i don't need a stand for this it's not like someone gave it to me for free like i paid 12 (laughs) bucks for it like it should taste 12 bucks for cardboard yeah 12 bucks for cardboard but i could have just asked for the box i feel (laughs) (laughs) just chewed on the box for like an inning would have been like so i sat through them on slice two and i'm like fuck i'm gonna eat this pizza because i'm hungry (laughs) but I start patting my pockets and I realize, oh fuck yeah, dude! I remembered I put the the parmesan and the crushed red peppers in my <laughs> yeah. pocket, and I pull it out because I had forgotten that it existed. But it was like a savior, man. It was like someone that just came. it was like finding a condom on that night where you're trying to smash <laughs> and you didn't know you had it. And you're like, comes out of your pocket, and I was like, yo, you were way excited for that red pepper i was geeking for this red pepper also hold on. how do you forget that you have a condom in your pocket uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that, it wasn't an analogy is it wasn't gotcha, it gotcha. Was, yeah. you know when you're going out to the club <laughs> you forget i don't know whatever i can't I hear you you were super excited to get that i was excited you were pepper. very excited to the point where you audibly gasped like <laughs> like oh, yeah yeah and i was just like no, while nine people are standing motionless on the field i was like okay nothing happened in the game what's happening in eli's life right now that's really exciting and he's just holding this holding these this be- pack of chili peppers out like it's the whole, holy grail i didn't realize at that time that you didn't like the pizza oh yeah and so now it makes more sense to me but when you were just like i got chili peppers i was like the chili peppers that five minutes ago you put in your pocket like what is happening well, is he thought someone thought that i just put i had Oh, I was red pepper from like before, (laughs) like not from the restaurant. Because that's how excited you were. It sounded like you had accidentally left peppers in your pocket from the week before. You had happened to (laughs) wear those pants today, and then you got into the stadium and was like, "Ah, this pizza is trash." Oh shit! Do I have something that I could make it better? Like an emergency? Yeah, like an emergency, (laughs) like the sriracha bottle on your keychain. Like that's that's how it felt. I wish I had that. I felt like you were just excited excited to add flavor to that pizza. Yeah, man. Cuz cardboard cheese is just not that. It tight. was it was bad. Okay, you thought you guys thought it was bad, but here's the thing. Izzy, when you were eating that pizza after the game ended and I took it away from you cuz I wanted some, <laughs> I knew by the texture, the look and feel that it was a bad pizza. I knew it it literally felt like the cardboard box that we were pulling it out of. But because I was high, I thought it was amazing. You looked like you were really I enjoying really it. I was really enjoying it. And this is six innings cold pizza sitting under a seat for however long, open to the environment. And I just ripped the pizza away from Izzy because I was like, that looks awesome. <laughs> and I normally don't eat pizza because I'm like lactose. So I was purposely knowing that it might hurt me. And I still was just, yeah, give me the rest. 
You started with the little slice. Yeah, I started with the little slice, and then I was like, does he really care about this more than I do right now? And I was like, this is bad pizza. This is meant for me, and I just went for the big slice. <laughs> you ever have that, like, when you taste, you're eating with your friends or something, you taste something bad, like your dish is bad. Sure. And you then go through this moral dilemma of like, hey, I like to offer my dish up to people anyway. Just like, hey, you want to try my dish? Whatever. It's just nice, right? At the table with, with certain friends. It's like, you want to try my dish? Whatever. But sometimes when the dish is bad, I feel like, damn, do I not offer this up because it's so bad? Or do I preface that it's bad and offer it up anyway? Because... Or do I just keep eating through it, but then I'm the dude who's not offering up his dish? Like, do you guys ever go through that? I've, I went through that last night. That's why I was like, I know I know Jeff's a little lactose, but he didn't get the pizza. Like, do I tell him this pizza's bad? You should try it. <laughs> or do I just not offer him any pizza? Or what's the what's the move? I don't know. Yeah, I get that. I, t- I typically, if I'm in that situation where I have something that is mostly mine, but I would traditionally share, and I want some of the food of other people because mine is bad what i will do is i will just play the sympathy card i'll be like guys this fucking sucks don't have any i'll order something else (laughs) but can i still have some of yours because i would rather do that than offer it up and then someone be like why the fuck are you offering me this awful shit yeah because it sucked Yo, this dish sucks. You guys want some? <laughs> <laughs> so you oh, you play the honesty card. You're I, honest, I'll play the then... honesty card, but I get why you would. I think there are a lot of people that might be like they chose what they ordered and they live with that. And then they kind of just don't mention it. Like, I feel like I've seen that a lot where the, they actually think the food was awful. They don't eat a lot of it, but they also don't order anything else. Mm. And they're not really share plating with anybody. And that, and that to me, I'd rather be honest because I want a good experience, yeah. even if this dish is bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, I was just so hungry, I was eating, and I knew we had other stuff. But I had no problem sharing my pizza with you, like or anything with you in general. But like knowing that I was like over it, I was like, cool. I don't have to take this home anymore. <laughs> Jeff just disposed of it. I think one of the things that hit me while I was eating that pastrami dog in the seats so the, there was only we, we sat in the seats for a couple of innings and that's when i had this pastrami dog and there's so much there's like sauce and mustard and grease kind of like all in this dog the pastrami piled high pastrami piled high and great tasting so great i would highly recommend it if there's a if there's an elevated dog at your stadium like i think it's kind of hard to go wrong mm. if you're if you like the ingredients and like hot dogs it's probably gonna be pretty good but as I'm, so I get to my seat, and because of because it's a elevated dog with sauce and mustard and grease and from the pastrami, like the bread is gets a little soggy. Mm. Not overly soggy, not like soggy to the point where I can't eat it. But I'm now specifically having to like. First of all, I got the jumbo, which is kind of like a do- like long Dodger dog. It's not, okay, it's, not a, it's not a normal Dodger dog, but because it was kind of wet. <laughs> okay, Jeff. I had to two-hand it just to get it to my mouth. Mm-hmm. And mm. I know that's that's going to come off the wrong way. I love but where this I, is going. But I, but There's I, no but wrong I way did. Here. But I totally did. I had to use both hands to even, like, because if I had it by one hand, the other side would droop. <laughs> off. It would droop, and it would co- the bread would collapse. So I literally had to hold it by the foundation. 
Yeah, Jeff and fancies himself in architecture while, <laughs> while he's like working on his hot dog. Also, there were like 62, that's what she said, jokes in there yeah, that I just no, did to- not no, go for. No, totally. And I, I'm aware. But <laughs> I, so I'm eating this, I'm trying to eat this hot dog and I'm manhandling this fucking hot dog in a public setting. Like fully, like in order to eat it and up. And now I'm also running against the clock of, I don't want this to get soggier, which is a similar feeling that I feel like when I eat a burrito that has too much sauce and you're like eating it so fast so the tortilla doesn't rip. It was like a similar scenario where I was just like, I'm going to inhale this because this is the best time to eat it in the best way. But as I, I finished the dog... And there's all these like pas- greasy pastrami bits in like the basket. You gotta go for them. And it's del- and they're del- that's probably the best part of the dog was the pastrami. And so I'm now like gathering these random pastrami bits like with three fingers and you know and I'm eating and I'm pulling them into my mouth and like they're. Yo, that's they're, an understatement, bro. Jeff, <laughs> every bite Jeff had, he had all five fingers inside of his mouth. Like every bite. <laughs> And I and I feel like a barbar. We're in a public setting. We're not at a table with isolation. We're seated next to people who are watching the game next to us. And I'm literally with my fingers, just like, (laughs) and and I while I'm excited of the taste, I get really, I get really anxious about how I look because of how I'm eating it but I, at that point I had to make a decision am I going to eat this or not eat this I don't have a fork I don't have a napkin and I just had to do it so I don't know have you, have you guys been in we're this situation a, we're at a baseball stadium there's probably people who are like drinking the pastrami I don't think you're like out of place I know but like have you guys been in a public setting though where you're eating like not in a typical fashion and then you stop eating or think about stopping eating also well, quick question for like a dog like that that was fully loaded is there shame and eating it with a fork. Nah. Yeah, you got to okay. go for the fork. I'm surprised you guys didn't have forks to begin with. Because then, after you finished your dog, Ethan, who's sitting a seat down, he turns to me and his his had like mac and cheese Jeez, and, and corn and stuff. Yeah. It looked delicious. and But a majority of it didn't get eaten. He ate the dog and the bun, but all the ingredients were on the on the base like yeah. it looked like a full mac and cheese plate at that point yeah Ethan he, wasn't wasn't about to use his fingers like Jeff did well yeah but he, <laughs> gave, but he gave it to me like I would <laughs> he like, like, he's he's like, like, like yeah, Eli will eat this you gotta try this mac and cheese son and he's handing over a plate to me with no, no fork, fork. <laughs> I'm like bro what do you think I like you couldn't do it what am I gonna do with okay it? here's the counter argument for the fucking fork and knife at a baseball game is you're sitting with no table so if you want to fork and knife it, you're putting it on your dick, and you're literally <laughs> just like you're you're p- bringing your shoulders in because yeah. it's like an airplane seat where there's <laughs> not enough space to be like spread out, and then you're and then you're knife and forking every bite. That's also hard to do. Like as much as I don't judge people for using a knife and fork, like it's not easy at a baseball. But even stadium. even without a knife, like just using a fork and like going through the toppings to get it to a manageable bite or like even to be able to i couldn't i couldn't grab the dog there was just too much on it so i I think if i had like a fork and like kind of went at the toppings for a little bit before i started taking actual bites of the hot dog like i think that would you guys eat a hot dog if with a fork fork only didn't eat a knife if it was cut into bite-sized pieces of bread hot dog and toppings a deconstructed hot exactly dog. yeah 
No, I'm not like saying that I want to see that. I'm just saying that in this instance, that's just no longer fun. Right? Yeah, that's that's kind of yeah, how I feel away. about it. But it would have been that's the easiest. If there was ten that's the to twelve bites of this hot dog cut up, that would with a fork, that would be the easiest. Yeah, but I think you'd get made fun of every single person in that stadium. Hundred <laughs> percent. I just go back to the restaurant. This is all like great arguments to make a reservation at that restaurant. At that restaurant you, you get yeah. a table, you have room, you can put your elbows out. Someone will bring you to beer. You don't have to go wait in line for that hot dog. They have hot dogs there. All the more, definitely go to that restaurant. As we're talking about etiquette, like another thing that happened was like Eli, you had sauce on your face. Oh yeah, and. <laughs> It was one of those things where, uh, well, I got really, I got kind of anxious about it because I didn't know, <laughs> like, tell. I didn't know if I should, like, when or how I should bring it up because at first we were in a dark area, and so I was like, oh, it I, was there, it was I, there from the I, moment I, he had that sticky rib. So yeah, and I didn't know. <laughs> so, Damn, I, he was sitting across from me too. You saw me yeah. smear my face with, with goo. He didn't say shit. You thought it'd be always be funny for you to talk about tomorrow on a podcast. What if I saw someone, bro? What if I what if I ran into a client or my uncle or my aunt or like an ex from high school and be like, oh shit, look at Eli fucking sloppy. He must be drunk or on some sort of controlled substance. You guys let that happen to me almost. Okay. And then Jeff had a conscious, we're like sitting looking at the, they have this, this giant map on the wall of the food you can eat. Yeah. Like here's all the places that don't taste good. <laughs> and then Jeff finally like, he looks at me and I'm like, damn, Jeff either in love or he about to tell me something. <laughs> tell me some real stuff. And he goes, yo man, you got sauce on your face. <laughs> You've had it. For, no, for I didn't time. know. I did. Okay, it was, okay, but it wasn't as long as when like Izzy saw it happen. I was next to you. I didn't know it happened at the restaurant, but when I saw it as we were exiting the restaurant before we're at this map of all the concessions, we were in a dark area. And so I did it first of all I didn't know if it was an actual like rib stain or sauce stain or it's like a skin blemish like yeah, yeah I'm not I trying to put Eli like, on yeah, front street like yeah, that yeah totally and I'm like, like he's like, battling that eczema for years we've, we've, like, we've known each other for a long time and I've known that you've had some face stuff in the past and like certain foods like spark it up and I was like I don't want to be like you got sauce like because here's 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 the thing I've done that before to someone where it's like you got something on your face and it's like <laughs> and it's like a, a, yeah and it's like a it's a zit or it's like so it's like something that it wasn't their fault and and that's what I was about to say something but it was in a spot like where 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 your face stuff has been and it was also it it was also in your beard. And so, like, those two things was like, okay, I got to make sure this is actual sauce before I come at him and, like, yo, there's sauce in your beard. Because if it's just like, oh, you have a blemish, then what the fuck? I don't care. I just want to make sure if it is sauce. So, I had to wait until we walked into a lit area that I could get closer and analyze if it was actually sauce. And then once I was like, this is 98% sure sauce. I told you. (laughs) I told you. But what I was... What I was telling you at the stadium, if it wasn't in your beard, if it was like if you were clean shaven and just had that sauce, I would take my thumb and I would just take it off. And I've I've done that with multiple close friends of mine, which I consider you one of. And if I saw like, but it was in your beard. I was so mad that you told him because <laughs> I because I, fe- I feel like 
me putting like a thumb or a finger into your beard like crosses a line for friends. I thought that it was like so much into the beard that no one would notice. And when you noticed and told him, I was like a little upset because I you, wanted to see. You wanted to roll like for as long as it could. And yeah. then you wanted to mention to him on the podcast. But see, like, it yeah. wasn't, like, a funny amount of sauce <laughs> in, a, in a blatant place. Right? Like, if there's sauce on my forehead, that's just comedy. Don't tell me. Any Don't sauce tell me. is a funny amount of sauce. But, like, honestly. it was, like, because the way my beard, I'm, like, I'm not very clean-shaven beard, so it doesn't, like, stop, like, a perfect Persian man would, like, going to the club. It, like, blends, and, like, the sauce was right where the blend happens. So it's almost like, Dan dude just got kind of a weird beard. But also like, thing. like, how'd you get it on your cheek though? That's what like. No, it's a, it's a, that's a classic rib, rib wing thing where that's if true, you're eating yeah. something bigger and you're, <laughs> it's approaching your mouth. Yeah, man. Sometimes that's you get some ricochet, bro. Yeah. You get some, you get the top of the cheek or something. It's <laughs> happened to the best of us. <laughs> Obviously, I, love, I like it. How is you were sitting on your high horse over here? Like, how do you get sauce on your cheek, bro? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? That happens all the time. Yo, bro, next time you have ketchup on the corner of your lip, I'm going to turn a soul. I'm going to walk out. I'm going to live stream the whole fucking thing. Yo, man, the guys with beards have a bad is, and you're one of you them. Like, I think I think that was low-key also the reason I was really upset at the Christmas decorations. Yo, so I think it was residual that, that I was upset that you told him about the sauce. Well, explain the Christmas decorations because no one has oh, no one knows what God. you're talking about because so, no one goes to games. All right, I, apparently... apparently <laughs> <laughs> so apparently the angels have something called christmas in june okay and they got the whole stadium decorated like it's christmas they got christmas lights apparently they got a tree outside they got like a, a like wreaths everywhere and i'm just like i got mad i was like this isn't christmas like what are you guys doing like you guys are just like exploiting christmas in the summer and i was like unreasonably upset but now that i'm thinking of it i think it was just like I was blaming the Christmas stuff because I was upset that Jeff told I mean, you were, Eli. You were real aggressive about it. And I, <laughs> and I was sitting there and we were in like, we were in left field. I was high. And you're talking to Ethan about why are, why are they running this ticket? Prom- I mean, it's a ticket promotion. They're just doing Christmas in July because some executive at the Angels said those, uh, those costly decorations in storage let's use them once again because that giant wreath at the top of our waterfall in center field <laughs> cost me 15 G's to produce but uh, it was pretty aggressive about how much you didn't like that which there's been multiple times at medieval times and at the angel game where you say stuff and I'm like man is he is he low key is high too <laughs> cause he's bringing up stuff that I mean I notice and but you're so you're so concentrated on certain things, and you say certain things where I I don't know. Do you did you feel I that way that. at all? I, I I feel I feel that. But then I think that's your demeanor, and and I'm just high on life, dog. Yeah, high on life. <laughs> I, I like that. Appreciate that, man. Hey, well, speaking of like things that were confusing, uh, so again, we're high. I don't know what inning it was, seventh inning, and we're eating the game. We happen to be at our seats at this point, and I I'm like I should probably watch some of this game. I don't even know what's going on, so I look up. And I look down at some dude in the outfield. And I see him pull something out of his back pocket, which I'm assuming is his phone. I'm like, damn, y'all allowed to bring your phones on the field? And then he looks down at it and he like flicks up and down like he's just like checking Instagram real quick. And I'm like, damn, Pujols or whatever someone on the Angels. I'm like, 
damn, dude. I don't think like you get you get in trouble for that in other sports. Like you can't pull your phone out. You leave that in your locker. And I'm like, yo, Jeff, I think dude is checking Instagram right now. Is that like something that you just do in the outfield? Because you have a lot of time in the outfield. Nothing happens. It's not, like you, I wouldn't be mad if he just like sat cross-legged for a while. Like let him rest. Right? And so I'm just like, what? And then Jeff goes, I, that's his play card. Like they have play cards in their back. I was like, it's either a mini Bible or a cell phone. It was thick. Is it? And so that's normal. It's and okay. It so, so the position you're talking about is someone in the outfield. So based on the hitter, if you're right-handed or left-handed, uh, players shift in different areas of the field because mm. players have tendencies to hit the ball in certain areas. Okay. So that thing, that card he pulled out of his back pocket, tells him this number batter. This is who it is. This is where you play. And so they they reference it just to make because there's so many different places on the field that coaches will place you now. Yeah. Because the game has gotten so analytical that it's no longer like oh you're out in right field and you're out in center field. It's like oh I need you in shallow uh, right field next to the line because this guy never hits to the other side ever. And then the outfield shifts, the infield will shift. Huh. So that's what he was looking at. But it's funny because it's a, it's in the game where some guy is literally pulling something out of his pocket. He's looking at it and then he's walking to his space. And so when you said this game is, you're like, he's checking his phone. This game is leisurely. I was like, yeah. I mean, even if it was, if it's not his phone, it's he's, still leisurely. You have time to read something. You like, have the time to read something. Can you imagine Lonzo something. Ball just like stopping mid court and be like, all right, this is the defense they're setting up. He's like looking yeah. at a card. Exactly. Exactly. I understand yeah. like looking at your coach and having like a one, two, or three like that you use with your hands. So I was like, I appreciated what I liked in baseball when I remember as a kid is like the way the the pitcher talks with the catcher and like the catcher has like the stuff that he puts like around his, his crotch area where he's like one, two, three. When I first saw that as a little kid, I thought they were just like making little gang signs. <laughs> I thought he was just like, hey, look at my ding-a-ling with the one hanging. Oh but it was God. actually like plays. I was like, that's cool because it's in the moment. It's fast. It, there's a skill involved of like them t- being able to communicate with each other and you know that that happens in other sports like you can quickly communicate but it's almost like you come out on this field with a preset book of plays and then i mean that's what kind of what happens in in football but there's stuff that's changing way more fast and again i'm not saying that's not cool or fun or interesting but i think it's cool fun and interesting the way chess is interesting that like there's so you have to think a couple plays ahead if this the person makes this move a turn-based or role-playing game, the next person has to make a move according to that. That's very much baseball. And once I appreciated and understood that, I was like, yo, there's different roles on the field. That is very cool. And there's legacy brands and teams involved. That is very cool. But when I kept going as a kid who like played basketball and stuff growing up, I was like, this isn't basketball. This isn't like a sport the way I understand sports. And that's what I didn't like about it. And now during that game, seeing you guys converse and talking about 
RBIs and ERAs. I was like, they got to put this guy in because the ERA is this much. I was like, that's how people battle Pokemon. <laughs> so I was like, that's cool. I get that. I opened it to me. At, at one point, you said that like the pitcher's like life bar went down, so they have to put in a new Pokemon. And I was like, what? <laughs> that's exactly what happened though. Yeah, like your pitcher like, burns like, out by the eighth, and you had to bring in the your your pinch hitter. It's like when you play Street Fighter. And you played a special game in the street and you get to tag in the guy because his life bar is all the way down and you're just going to finish him. Like, yo, once I understood baseball like that, I was like, that's cool. This is cool. And and you don't need to watch all of it. You can eat, and if they want to eat, if the players want to eat, it's cool. Like <laughs> they did. You thought he, you thought dude pulled out a sandwich from his pocket. There was no sandwich in his pocket. I mean, his point is that it's leisurely. And yeah, another yeah. another thing that I watched that just confirms Eli's point is we were we were kind of in the right field area and these chants started happening kind of around us and whenever as a fan of a team you have the time to essentially go seat by seat and say hey let's do this chant this is what the chant is when you hear me let's do it on three and you do that a dozen different times to get your section involved all while not watching the game while being a fan of this team these are extracurricular activities while the game is happening that people like just do for innings at a time it's true. like when you leave for food or a beer you might miss a couple of innings and it's no big deal when you're organizing a chant in your seat yeah, you're missing what's happening on the field to go do that. That is what makes this sport leisurely. And what's crazy is I had no problem talking to you guys during the game. No audible issues. <laughs> every other sport, every other sport, I can't even talk to my girlfriend sitting right next to me. Like, hey, you want you want anything? You see LeBron do that? I'm having a full conversation with Ethan. He's three seats away from me. Like, there's no no issue. No issue. I think whatsoever. that's more just Angel Stadium. Is it? There's like 14 people in there, so. <laughs> there was a good amount of people. I'll, I'll give them credit. I don't want to make it seem like it was a just empty ghost town. But, yeah, I don't know. A lot of eye-opening things A lot of eye-opening things in baseball that I learned. And, and it was through food and weed. Thank you. <laughs> so, over, so, overall, yeah. you went to, so, you and I went to a game. Uh, we were in the Height General Suite at the Dodger game Thank on the Friday before. Yep. Yeah, it was re- really awesome. And... Th- so, which is rare because again, you don't like baseball. You went to two baseball games in a week. It's the weirdest week of my life. Yeah. Dude. So the fir- <laughs> so the first week we went, um, we're in a suite. We're with other influencers. We're just kind of hanging out. But the Do- like Dodgers, the Dodger game is like a kinetic energy because it was definitely closer to sold out than the Angel game we went to. You ended up walking watching a walk-off home run by a by a rookie yeah which i called um, too i was like yo you're yeah. gonna hit a home run because that's did, the only and, way to win again and you did call <laughs> which you did call we had food and booze flowing through this suite it was basically the best game you could go to mm-hmm. now you then went to a, a different game with a different subset of teams the energy wasn't the same but you went high where did you have more fun that's a tough question. I, if I have to say, it was cool because I got to have two different kinds of fun. So I think if we had gotten drunk and hammered at the Angels game, it wouldn't have been as dope as drunk and hammered at the Dodgers game. Um, 
I also think if we weren't on a mission at the Angels game to move around, to try other food, I probably would have been a very happy camper just staying at the St. Archer's Brewing Restaurant within sure. there. I think that, that that's like kind of my thing. Like I would rather, because I'm like so... I'm distant from the game itself. I like that it's there and it's something to look at every now and then. That's not a wall or a beach. It's fun. Like it's it's better than looking at most things. Like yeah. it's cool. There's people on the field playing Doing Pokemon. Stuff. <laughs> um, so I was like, so I, I would definitely actually go back to an Angels game. I don't even care who they're playing, and I would just have drinks and eat at that restaurant. Well, but are you saying that you would do that high or that you I would, would... Dr- I would probably no I would probably drink if I went back so high I don't like going high with a lot of people places um, was it, our group already like a lot of people to you when our you're group high? was a perfect amount of people it's like and three, or, three or four max and everyone's in on it yeah. right like no I know no one's judging we're all on the same page here but what and it's cool because when we do walk around together I know that we have controls. Izzy's like they're gonna be like if, so, if we run into someone, we're gonna immediately tell them we're high, so they don't start thinking we're weird. But I don't know. I would go to that Angels game drunk, and I would go to the Dodgers game drunk as well. Um, high is a very specific thing, and so so is there a scenario where uh, you, if you picked what you wanted to do high, that you'd go back high? I don't know why this is such a hard question for me because it's like shall like jeopardy because i would because i because I, I would i like baseball i would go to, i've gone to multiple games with different subsets of people to just watch the game and i've definitely been with people who want to watch the game like they don't don't leave your seat more than a couple of times be there and i'm totally cool with that i i like the strategic element of baseball it is a lot like chess i like seeing live reactions of people even if i'm in nosebleed seats that being said i had an elevated experience while being high because while i still watch the game somewhat i'm just like i just have so much fun yeah when i and that's right at the five milligram level for me is if i'm at the five milligram level i'm able to walk around i'm with people that i like i think i can almost do anything but then being at a baseball game being able to walk around the stadium try out a bunch of new food that i hadn't had before and watch professional sports i was geeking out like i had a a great time I think I'd go to a basketball game high now that I'm thinking about it because what was funny is the two journeys that we've had now high at least for this podcast have been medieval times and a baseball game and they're somewhat eerily similar where it's kind of this like you eat with your hands type feel you're watching dudes that's it's like somewhat scripted and somewhat not and it's it's it felt very similar and it made medieval times high i was like i I won't go back to medieval times not high it made that experience life or death what we were watching i thought those nights might die and if i had been paying more attention to the baseball game i think i would have like found it very intense and i just wasn't paying enough attention to it i found the periphery more intense and more fun so i i think i might go back to like a sport I really, really care for and try it high. I've never watched a basketball game high. And I think that might be really fun. 
I'm, I'm definitely curious for, for the people that are listening on the pod and, and in the live stream, if there's an activity that you would like us to try high and report back on how awesome it is, like let us know. Um, or, at, or a place that we haven't been or sure. you haven't been in a while. I think, I think we're still eyeing some soup plantation, but we don't know what's going to happen in the soup plantation, bro. We might die. I remember because <laughs> the soup plantation, I think, is the most interesting because the one time I I went there. I wasn't high, but our friend Tommy was, mm. and he ate he he ate six or seven plates full of food at Soup Plantation because of the munchies. And he's a he's like a he's you know six one two hundred pound guy. Like he's he can do it. He, he's he's pretty big overall. But I'd never seen him eat like that, and I've never seen him slouch over in a car about you know just disappointed in himself about how much he ate and how bad he felt so there's a layer of like is soup plantation interesting because it's a buffet realistically or hometown buffet bro we gotta see if they're still open if we can weather <laughs> it what it looks like i bet we'll be pleasantly surprised i might throw my hat in the ring for hometown buffet it's been a while i haven't been to hometown they got buffet one in a the long office. time dude i think you know i think we should do a vegas buffet Ooh, like a bad Vegas buffet. I think we should. I think we should combine some sort of element like bad entertainment and bad Vegas buffet, and like that's our night, Bruh, We have to go to like Cirque du Soleil High. Yeah. Oh shit. Bruh, that you, would be pretty cry. crazy. We will cry. Guaranteed. There's Dude. a there's a restaurant. I think it's in the Paris Hotel where like they do some kind of like light show or some type of like entertainment thing. During the dinner, uh, I'm gonna look. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a strip club, is he? I hate to break it to you. Oh shit! Yeah, that's no. But <laughs> did I'm, they I'm have two dollar steaks? Is he? <laughs> <laughs> Why are these steaks so cheap? I don't understand. What's was happening? It, was it free drinks for girls? I bet. <laughs> I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna find out what that restaurant is. It might be tight. How you guys feel? I feel good. I'm good. I'm good. I feel good. Yo, follow my man over here, co-host book. Eli at Book of Eli. Follow, follow myself, Jeff with the G at Jeffrey Cutnick. Please follow the Catch Up Podcast on Instagram and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, let us know if you're interested in these getting high episodes where we eat and do fun stuff. And let us know where to go in your review. And if you guys are in Southern California and may want to eat with us, maybe we'll pick one of you guys and come hang out with us. <laughs> Make it even that much more weird. <laughs> yeah. I love that. We'll add that little element of surprise. But thank you guys for listening. And everyone who listened last week, we had a great response on that episode with Annie Nguyen. So please do leave a review on the iTunes store. Everyone means a lot to us. Remember podcast to say apps. hi. Yeah, the podcast app. It's called Podcast. It's not iTunes anymore. They canceled that. Yeah, it's Cancel crazy. culture is weird. Damn. It's wild out here. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. And you can watch live on Twitch in the future every Wednesday, 11 a.m. Twitch.tv slash foodbeast. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye.